straight from Brooklyn, better known as Brooklyn. Never taking shorts because Brooklyn's the borough. What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On this quickie episode, Jamil and myself will be reviewing the latest album from Master Ace and Marco Polo entitled Richmond Hill. We'll share our likes, critiques, favorite five tracks, and give the album a final 1 to 10 rating. So please kick back and enjoy the show. All right, we are back. We are back with our uh, second album review. Before we dive into our album review, real quick, man, Jamil, you got any thoughts on the Eminem and Benzino back and forth? They've been going at it on wax. Pause. What is that about? Like, I thought this was settled 20 years ago. <laughs> right, right. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I heard the Eminem track first. Uh, I forgot the name of it. Doomsday? Was it Doomsday Part 2 or something? Something like that, yeah. You know, and it was your typical 2024 Eminem diss track, you know, making fun of dude, not having a neck, yada yada. And like, I was just like, hey, I'm not interested in this. Like, like you no. said, it's like we, we went through this in 03. Like, and then Benzino drops a track. And I'm hearing Benzino then shocked the world. Really? Yeah, I'm like, what are y'all talking about? So I listened to the track he did. I think it's called Rap Elvis. And Jamil, when I tell you, it's a very decent diss. It is like, it is like people are like questioning if he wrote it. It's that good. Oh, wow. It is like, you know, when a certain player just explodes for like, 40 points, 18 rebounds, 11 assists, 3 steals. It's like, yo, we need to check you for dope. You might be using <laughs> I'm going to have to check this out. And I was so disinterested in it because of... I mean, I'm not really checking for Eminem like that these days anyway, and I never was checking for Benzino, so... I may have to, I may have to seek this one out then. Yeah, seek it out. Seek it out. Tell me what you think, because I... When I heard it, I, I was a little shocked because it's like I've never heard him rap that good. I've never heard him rap that on beat. I've never heard him get at somebody. So, I, I mean, I guess when you think about it, it makes sense. It's like Eminem did. I'm not going to say Eminem ruined this man's career because he kind of ruined his own career. Um, right. Bankrupting the source to, to go after Eminem. It's like I would say Eminem and Interscope ruined his career, but you know maybe it, it it he just all the pain and hate of the last 20 years he channeled into this particular disc but like he he got at him bro like mm. he he really got at him it's like eminem is gonna need to respond i think i don't want to hear a response from royce i don't want right. to hear a response right. from someone right. else like he himself needs to handle this but yeah, Benzino, we need to we need to check your stats, bro. We need to we need to check your blood. We need to run a test, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like bring me your notebook. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> it's like, wow, dude. Like where where was this twenty years ago? Right. Yeah, because when you say rap Elvis, I'm like, okay, this is a terrible way to start because that's just such an obvious, you know, ploy to take and. It's kind of inaccurate in Eminem's case. Like, yeah, he's definitely a 
recipient of white privilege, but he seems to have roots in hip hop culture and has a respect for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like if if you want to call anyone the rap Elvis, like, you know, I think that that's that's pretty much. I was gonna say Vanilla Ice, but not really, because Elvis had a, a way longer run in, in their right. rap. So I guess maybe the Eminem comparisons are apropos, but we saw the same play 20 years ago with the source. Exactly. It was like, exactly. It, be, it became a magazine that was just doing hit pieces on him. And it was like, and I used to buy the source. I, I remember reading mm-hmm. at the time, thinking like, what is what is this about? You know, and then advertisers started pulling their adver- advertisements from the source. And it was just, yeah, it was just downhill from there. But check it out check it out i was i was shocked i was shocked but yeah i have no idea what kicked this off to be quite honest yeah because that that eminem track seemed to have come out of nowhere and really benzino has been out of the public eye and forever except for when he recently started beefing with his daughter and then i hear the eminem track after that so i i wonder if that's where it came from like m saw a wounded animal and decided to kick up an old <laughs> The old beef? I don't know. Yeah, because they had supposedly squashed it. Right. You know, I, I was reading that like 10 years ago that they had squashed it. It was, you know, it was done or whatever. But yeah, this this definitely reopened it. And uh, hey, I got to get a man props. He, he, he definitely got at him, <laughs> you know, with some, with some accurate stuff. It was like, told no lies, you know. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, let's... Let's let's get into this next album review, man. We are reviewing the latest album, a collaborative album, uh, between hip hop legend, pioneer, Juice Crew member, Master Ace, and his collaborative uh, effort with producer Marco Polo, entitled Richmond Hill, uh, which is kind of a semi-conceptual album. Uh, this is their second team up. This is kind of their official follow up to a Brooklyn story that they released in 2018. But this is the ninth studio LP for Master Ace. Uh, it was released on Fat Beats Records and clocks in at 18 songs in 45 minutes. Was produced entirely by Marco Polo and features guest appearances from Blue, Post Contra, Inspector Deck, Strickland, Wordsworth, Shay Noir, C Red, and E Smitty. And let's get into it, man. Like this album, man. How did it, how did it go? Your expectations for it, and how did it hit you? Um, I didn't know that this was gonna release. So when I saw it, I'm like, all right, I'm I'm, I'm here for this one because I enjoy the Brooklyn story like a lot. Um, and Ace always gonna give you something, so I was I was kind of excited for that. I was a little bit annoyed with the the concept that was kind of loosely tied to it because in this case like with richmond hill it's not quite what brooklyn story was like there was a through line with brooklyn story that made sense this just felt like a bunch of skits that didn't really like fit with the rest of the album at all it was just i don't know it felt like marco wanted to <laughs> ain't nobody here to see you otis like <laughs> <laughs> Like we have, we here for <laughs> we here for David Ruffin. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Um, which again, I would have been fine with if it made sense, but it wasn't like any of the sketches or skits really tied to a particular track. And then the timeline that was 
being, you know, that, that we saw through that too, just didn't really make sense to me. But if you can avoid that part of it and just listen to the records, like this is a, another really solid release. Um, like I said, Aces always will give you something. And it's kind of crazy to think about how he's still dropping like heat and dude gotta be like my mama age. Yeah, Master Ace is, I wanna say he's 54. Okay, so not quite, not quite there, but. Hold on, I, I, I could tell you now. Master Ace is 57. Okay. Yeah, that's wild, man. Like he's almost 60 years old and, and you know, his pen is as sharp as it ever is. Indeed. Yeah, I um, I I had a feeling that they were getting ready ready to drop something because that single with uh, it called Certified with Coast Contra dropped last year. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh snap, uh, Ace and Polo got something. But then nothing ever dropped last year, so I just kind of forgot about it. So when I, I saw this had dropped, it it did kind of make sense. And and I, I agree with you. I, I thought the I thought the skits were unneeded, like. Like you said, it's like, yeah, okay, like from Toronto, Polo, right. and and right. from you, I mean, not even from Toronto, you from a suburb of Toronto, so it, it just kind of it didn't really contribute anything to any particular concept. If you had just made the skits like instead of making them their own individual tracks, you just made them skits on the back end of the songs, I would have been fine yeah. with that. It kind of it does kind of to me kind of mess with the flow of the album but it also like it makes you expect something that you never get like right exactly it's like you're talking about your family how you grew up where you grew up but then like it's coming up before a song that where master ace is putting it down like about his life you know and uh and things he's seen so they it does kind of take you out of it a little bit it doesn't flow quite as well as a Brooklyn story but the actual music on here is banging in my opinion um, I, I think it's a little bit um, it feels a little bit more stripped down a little bit more traditionalist on some tracks like Hero with Inspector Dag like like Certified with Coast Contra um, but I, I love that about, about these tracks what did you think of the uh, what did you think of the guest appearances I think they were all pretty solid um, without making the album bloated. I really, really like that he hooked up with Coast Contra. Like, I, I, I rock with them anyway, but you looking at, you know, the bookends of hip hop, these are, are, like, they are multiple generations apart. You know what I mean? Like, these these cats in Coast Contra, these are like the children of, of Razzcast, you know what I mean? So. For them to hook up with somebody that would have been an OG to their father is dope. And it doesn't sound forced or contrived like it fits. And that's what I can appreciate about Ace as an MC. He knows who he is. And, you know, you've seen that in a lot of cases where people try to hold on to their youth in one way or another. or They, they force these collabs that don't really fit. Um, so that particular one, I, I was I was impressed with. Um, Deck and Blue both came and did their thing. Uh, I think Strickland's verse is probably my favorite on the whole album. Like that's re- that's real life really? stuff there. That was real life stuff there. It was. It was. It was. It was. Yeah, he was spitting that that real. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know. Maybe that 
I'm old now, so I have an affinity for <laughs> old man rap, but that's real. And I, I appreciate that kind of vulnerability. And it ain't even like on some emotional stuff. He's like, yo, nigga, I almost died trying to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh-huh. Agreed. So I can. Oh, and uh, Shay Noir, like her verse was fire, too. Yes. Yes. Her, her verse yeah. was fire. I think I, I appreciate that it was spread out. It didn't feel like you know how sometimes people will have collabs to save the album. That that wasn't this. This is just a little seasoning on a, on a dish that was already fire. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's a perfect way to describe it. Like my my favorite guest appearance was probably it was probably the blues verse. Hmm. And then my second favorite one was actually Shane Noir. And then my third favorite one was 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 Coast Contra. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, but man, Inspector Deck, Strickland, Wordsworth—they all brought it like they always do. This is just this is some just good, good. This is just I, I was I I I was gonna say a word that rhymes with pass, uh, but I was gonna say this is some good. You know what? Grown rap music, grown man. Yes, it is. Yes, it um, is. Throw, every, it in, throw it in, and it just ride too. Exactly. Like, like every every song is about something. Like, as soon as it comes on with Brooklyn Heights, where he's telling you what this, what, what, what you're listening to, what it isn't. You know what I'm saying? And he's he's speaking on all the sensationalist stuff that's gone down in the culture over the past year or so, and basically saying, "Yo, this ain't that. You know, this ain't a bullet." This ain't a bullet in a foot from Tory's gun or, or a whole bunch of spin when the story's done. Man, I was like, yo. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm locked in. Like, and he picked the perfect track to kick it off. You know what I'm saying? Yes, With sure. Brooklyn Heights telling you what it is. But it's the conceptual tracks that do it for me. With money yeah. problems where where Shane nowhere well Ace is kicking something real about something we all deal with, you know what I'm saying? Money. You know, mm-hmm. and a lack of it. And then Shay Noir comes in and she gets conceptual with her verse rapping from the standpoint of the money. Of money, yeah. You know, and how she sees herself affecting people and and and, and people who don't have enough of her. And, and, and it was just dope, man. It was just dope. And then like just that balls to the wall bar fest with Coast Contra. The 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 man, the haunting dreamy sample that he used on Below the Clouds. Bruh. Oh my god. And when that track came on, I was like, yo, yo, this is dope. This is that's dope. A, a heck of a hat tip to, you know, Primo and, and Guru. Like I halfway yeah. wanted would have rather Deck be on that track. Mmm, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Just to complete it's, complete the whole thing. It's kind of slow though for Deck's flow. That's real. That could have done it. He 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 would have been up to the challenge. But like having blue on there, like kicking the way he you know kicking it the way he was kicking it. I'm like this this track is amazing. This track is amazing. Yeah, man. That that below the clouds. That that vocal sample. Like I wanted to do so many things, but clouds got in my way. Like I was just um, I was here for all of it. I was here for all of it. And then Heroes with with Dak. It's like that comes right after the skit cartoon. So those those two tracks do kind of 
you know compliment each other that's like the one skit that complimented a song and then the way deck just comes on there after after ace where ace is comparing himself to a superhero you know comparing his rap his skills as a rapper to having superpowers that was that was just just grade a conceptual you know what i'm saying Ly- lyricism right there i feel like there's another one. Oh, jordan theory i want to talk theory. about that bruh man like breaking down like the, the trappings of poverty and why black people are attracted to things like jordan's mm-hmm. to yeah to stand out you know and, and feel fly about themselves or whatever feel to or feel yeah feel good about themselves um and it has created a, a cottage industry industry 30 years later like you know yeah. we're not necessarily in the same financial straits we were as children and so you seek those things out as adults Right. To try to pick up on something you didn't have as a kid. It's, it's, it's pretty wild to think about as it I'm looking is. at a box of Jordans right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting sociological um, observation, you know, you know, within the black community. I, I was actually, this is a side note, uh, tangentially related. I was talking with my wife about, she was talking about, you know, the, the recent uptake in, in people with beards and goatees. And she was she was talking about how um, having looking knowing you look better with a certain thing, it contributes to your self confidence, which in turn contributes to your your mental health. For sure. And um, I was like, wow, I never I never really thought of it that way. And um, she was like, yeah, you know, that's a that's a thing. But um, but yeah, just just connecting that to the whole Jordan thing, like. You know, it is very much, you know, those shoes were very much associated with with quality and luxury and, you know, high fashion. So and I um, appreciate that he, you know, he talked about the the way that people were coveted and some of the dangers that were associated with it, but without condemning Jordan or Nike. You know what I mean? It didn't feel like it was a um, a, a finger wagging, which a lot of times that becomes the case. Right. Are you gonna spend this money on George, but you don't buy no babies, no books, stuff like that? <laughs> like, man, dog, a library is free, man. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> and them, and them quality Jordans to get them to walk over to the library to get this free education. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, very, very well executed track. Poor people everywhere was another one I, I really like. I just like the, the the. I don't. Was that a sample? Was that a vocal sample, or, or was that like did he bring? He, bring pe- like someone live. in for those that i'm not live. sure i'm not sure it's hard to tell i think that it was a sample but that would have been cold if it was somebody like actually you know recording those vocals yeah it was hard to tell it sounded the way that the filter was on it it sounded like it could have been a sample feel i feel that it is because i feel like i've heard that snippet in that voice somewhere else like on like okay. a um on another on another track um a spoken word track but yeah love that one uh and then and then plant-based like shout out to my vegans you know what i'm saying i'm an omnivore you know probably always will be but like i i applaud healthy living um Mm -hmm. but like i i i've heard i've heard some i've heard some vegan raps before but this is probably my favorite one. Like, because it wasn't just, corny and it wasn't dogmatic. Right. right. It, it, it was it, like, it, yo, it, this is what I'm doing for me. 
Exactly. It, there was no cornball factor, and I love that. And that mm-hmm. man, that dead prayer sample he used for the hook, mm. I was, I was like, oh my god, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. He made being a vegan sound cool, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. Some kind speaking of way. Of which, speaking of which, I'll, I'll take this moment to uh, shout out a vegan restaurant back home. It's actually in Cicero. It's called Breeze Soul Cafe. I would, I would recommend y'all check it out. It's a uh, black, black woman owned. Uh, vegan spot I haven't gone there yet myself but I've been like stalking the menu for a couple of months and everything on there looks good so if you're in, in the Chicagoland area uh, particularly on the west side check her out oh man how you spell that again I think it's just B-R-I's Vegan Soul Cafe give me a second I'll, I'll find it I got that completely wrong it's Tastes of Brie Taste of Brie okay yep Taste of Brie B-R-I Okay. Okay. All right. Check check them out, y'all. Yeah, I I still frequent um, uh, the Soul Veggie Delight uh, spot on Seventy Fifth in Indiana. Yeah, they was like the only ones for for a long time. Yeah, yeah. They they remodeled the place recently too. It's it's pretty cool. It's it's some space in there to kind of sit down and dine in, and it's a little bit more buffet style. You can order special stuff, but. It's a little bit more buffet style, which I, I kind of honestly prefer because uh, yeah. you have everything in front of you. You can lay eyes on it and be like, OK, I, I want to go with this, this and that. Shout out to them as well. But uh, to, to, to my to my black owned uh, veggie spots. So, yes, indeed. Uh, but yeah, man, I thought this was this was a solid, exceptional album with with, with great production, great con- conceptual tracks, great battle bars, you know, just grown man rap just grown man rap without the cornballness without the finger wagging and my only real critique was the skits yeah you know great guest appearances they were utilized very well man like master ace just he doesn't miss man he doesn't miss like you said he's been giving us quality hip-hop for a long time and this 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 one is no different this one is no different um i put a lot of people on the master ace and they're like, man, I had no idea this guy existed. Like, he's dope. My my cousin Danielle, my homeboy Zach, like, they're all master. I mean, them all master Ace fans. That's um, man, scale from one to ten, man. What are you giving Richmond Hill? At the, I was about to, I was almost gonna repeat what I had said for a previous album, but I'm gonna bump it up a little bit. I'm gonna give this one a nine out of ten. This is um, an excellent piece of work truly my only complaint about it is the skits and you can't really ignore them because it's not like you can just avoid not playing them and it does kind of take you out of the project so that part it it drops it down for me i think you know in some years we might be talking about a classic Mm, mm, okay we got we got to give it some time but it's possible all right all right i am right there with you bro i am giving this a nine out of ten i had originally put it at an 8.5 out of 10 but i was listening to it again this morning and i'm like you know what if you're if you're an ace fan if you're a fan of like you know what i'm saying that that late 90s early 2000s independent hip-hop sound this is a must-hear album okay yes. this is a must-hear album uh, I, it, it's it's right up there with a brooklyn story and 
man, <laughs> disposable arts is just a classic. I, that's, I, I, that's done. Yeah, that's classic. <laughs> that's classic. Um, and I, I'm kind of there with Long Hot Summer too. But it's it's like to say it's a grade below those is still a huge compliment. Facts. You know, it's still a huge compliment. So yeah, I am. I I feel very confident giving it a nine out of ten. This is not for people. This is not for like. This is not for like casual rap fans or uh, people who just want to hear something to sound cool. This is this is hip hop for the initiated. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would disagree. I think really. I th- I think this could be for anybody. You just got to be willing to have an open mind about it. Like recognize that this is not. I agree it's like not entry level hip hop, but I think that you can still enjoy it if you go in with that expectation and just kind of absorb what you're getting. I, I still think that people can can rock with it if they give it a chance. Okay, okay, fair enough then. All right, so both of us are given Master Ace and Marco Polo's Richmond Hill album a nine out of 10 rating. Oh, real quick, uh, favorite five tracks. Uh, I'm gonna go with Certified, Life Music, Below the Clouds, Jordan Theory, and Money Problems. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go with Below the Clouds, Brooklyn Heights, PPE, Plant Based, and Money Problems. And an honorable mention of Certified. I I, I really do mess with that track. Yeah, but, super uh, high energy. Yeah. Yeah, you just you don't get tracks like that these days. Like, nah, you know, and 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 like like you pointed out the the generational divide there. You know what I mean? Like, this is a cat who came out in the eighties, rapping with cats who came out within the past four years. Right, like literally was dropping music before these dudes were born. You know, I mean, like it's to to be coast contra now and to have a a collab like that on y'all's resume I, I would be stoked i would be stoked absolutely and you could tell that they appreciate that too like they young but they know they know their hip-hop history like you can you can absolutely see that they're invested in the culture absolutely absolutely so um coast contra man i'm gonna need an album out of y'all again soon like like, like yeah man <laughs> like make it happen and these young dudes out here touring the world and having fun. <laughs> but yes, that is that is the review, man. That is our review. Jamil, is there anything else you've been you've been bumping lately? Um, not a particular album. I've just been listening to a lot of like just slow jam stuff, a lot of uh, Alex Isley, um, some Sade, that kind of stuff. Just just kind of chilling. Okay. okay. I did. Cool. I did see Hit Boy and uh, Alchemist drop the EP though. I'm gonna check that out later on today. Oh, did they? Yeah. Alchemist and Hit Boy. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let me. Uh, Called Theodore and Andre. Oh, okay. Okay. I remember. I remember seeing the album cover for this. Okay. With the boxing gloves. Theodore and Andre. Okay. All right, all right. I'm gonna have to go listen to Q. All right, yeah. I would. What else was I bumping? I was bumping. I was actually bumping um, Killer Mike's rap music too. I decided to, to to revisit that 
I want to I want to review it for a for album face off. I just don't know what to put it up against. Um, I do. I'll, I'll I'll text it to you off offline. Okay. All right. Please do. Please do. But yeah, I wanted to to dive into that at some point. Um, but yeah, we will be back uh, this week with the show with our regular uh, scheduled pod. I feel bad, man, with it being I should have done a different album face off this <laughs> this week in light of Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. But you know, we had to we had to double back for that one. So it is what it is. But shoot, I know I might need to realign a few a few face offs now that I'm thinking about it. But <laughs> but uh, we'll 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 definitely we'll definitely be back getting it in with that. So man, Jamil, I thank you for carving out some time this afternoon uh, to do these reviews with me. And uh, sure. ho- hopefully we'll we'll have more coming. There's, I actually have two more in the chamber that I want to do at some point. But you know, I'll, I'll I'll get with y'all and see what y'all schedules are looking like, and uh, and we'll go from there. Bet. All right. So with that, I'll bid you adieu, and I'll um. Hmm, I like that suggestion. Hmm. I like that suggestion. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking the one that you 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 just threw my, my that suggestion you just threw my way. I was gonna yeah. put that against the Elephant Man's bones. Ooh, that works too. I was gonna put that against the Elephant Man's bones. I'll, I'll dig around. I'll I'll I'll, I'll pitch some your way. I I know there's a couple I was looking at, but I, I'll I'll pitch them pitch them your way. Yeah. Um. Oh man, because it's like I wanted to go with something politically charged, but it's like, man, wasn't a whole lot of politically charged albums in the 20 teens. Nah, not for real. And they all seem to come from the same people. Like right. they've all been kept pretty much running jewels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, Yeah, there's an album I'm thinking of. It's not a very well-known album, but I, I think it could it could do something. But we'll see, we'll see. But with that, I'll bid you adieu, and I'll give you we'll holla Monday night, bro.